0: Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout-out to our podcast partners, WeCoach, the global community of women in high school sports, and the Florida Coaches Coalition. And now, please stay uh, with us. Don't fast-forward for a quick shout-out from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to HometownTicketing.com. They will show you how to set up and sell tickets for your events, not just athletic events, but things like school plays, concerts, school dances, even graduation. They'll also show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com right now to get started. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile is the parent company for an entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. Snap Store allows you to order custom gear for everybody in your program. Snap Manage will help you design an entire website. Snap Connect is their family engagement platform. And Snap Raise is their very successful fundraising platform. We've used it with great success, and they've helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. Does anyone else offer that? I don't think so. Go to SnapRaise.com to check out the entire suite. That's SnapRaise.com. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. You heard me say before that our Sideline Interactive indoor score table is one of the best purchases I ever made as an AD. Uh, We use it for home games, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. Their products are so versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to SidelineInteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. They not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. That's SidelineInteractive.com. We also want to thank Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school, and our coaches just loved the tools, including smart cameras, analytics, uh, mobile apps, that helped our teams, our athletes, and our coaches play at the highest level. Huddle is going to provide a complete professional-grade solution, and you can find out how to turn your school into a huddle school by going to huddle.com. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Go to huddle.com right now. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and you don't need any design experience. Go to Huddle, uh, excuse me, go to Gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10. That's Gipper.com. Create custom content for your school's social media channel. We want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards or your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with their templates that can be custom fitted to your school and your program. Vital Signs uh, wants to help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. So go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their products today. We also want to thank Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration, but they are so much more than that. Final Forms helps your coaches with things like attendance and communication. They can help your parents with reminders about policies for reminders about physicals and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help you as an athletic director with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk, and the information is secure. You know, it's time that you talk to someone who gets it, somebody who's walked in your shoes. To take those next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. And we wanna say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick and easy way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors typically only hear from that 2%, uh, the student athlete who might not have had a good experience or that squeaky wheel parent. And we need to hear from that 2%, but you also need to hear from the 98% that really love your program. That information is a tremendously valuable tool When you're meeting with your principal, your school board, or that squeaky wheel parent, go to athleticsurveys.com and find out all the things that they can do for you to take the pulse of your athletic department. That's athleticsurveys.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're taking a trip to Indiana today, and we're going to be visiting with Kayla Wyatt. Kayla is the athletic director at Traders Point Christian School, and that's in Whitestown, Indiana. Uh, Kayla and I connected recently. I thought she'd be a great guest for our listeners. So Kayla Wyatt, welcome to the Educational Lady podcast.
1: Thanks, Jake. I'm super excited to be on here and just to get to chat with you and share a little bit about uh, Whitestown and Traders Point Christian and kind of what got me here.
0: Well, let's go and jump right in. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that origin story, where you were born, where you grew up, um, you know, any sports involvement, maybe take us up through your college years, and then we'll take a break and come back and hear about your early career. So what's the Kayla Wyatt story?
1: All right. So, um, you know, grew up in a small town just outside of um, Indianapolis, about an hour, Um, so I had a really close family, my brother and uncle and I, it was crazy. We were all within two years of each other. So we spent all of our time together. Of course, me being the only girl, um, they didn't want to play the Barbie dolls and the toys. So it was, I had to find something that they liked. So I really just was like, you know what? I'm just going to start watching sports and figure out how I can be included in their conversations and just hang out with them. Um, and just kind of grew to really enjoy liking sports and it was kind of a hobby I shared with my grandfather. We talked about baseball, we'd watch football games together, go to baseball games. Um, so I just really loved the uh games, like football and baseball. Um, basketball slowly started to get into and um throughout elementary school, middle school, junior high, all that played um basketball, volleyball, softball, soccer, tried it all got to high school and uh, it's kind of a joke with my dad and i I picked the only sport that I knew he wouldn't coach me in and that was cheerleading. Um, and so I cheered all four years in high school. Um, my favorite part of that was just being able to be so close to the football field and watch the games um, and just see what was going on. So kind of a different route um, wasn't huge into the participating of sports. I just was kind of on the sideline for all those four years um, in a different role. I Um, Met my husband. We were in high school, so high school sweethearts. Um, Went off to college at two separate places. I went to Indiana State. um, Started off as a nursing major. Um, Did that for about a semester. Decided I didn't like that route. Looked at athletic training. Did it for a year. And this is something that I always kind of joke about. I got away from athletic training because I didn't want the late nights. Um, So I found out. (laughs) Very quickly, God God thought that was funny. So ending up in an athletic director role, I still have those late nights. Um, so went on to uh, my senior year, interned at a high school, 6A high school in Lafayette, um, and just decided, like, I really enjoyed this athletic administration role. Um, applied for my master's degree in sports management and finished out there online at um, ISU after that I went back to my high school that I graduated from and worked in the athletic office for two years um, as an just an admin assistant while I coached track and cheerleading um, and just kind of decided I really wanted to take that next step into becoming an administrator and um, there weren't you know any potential openings or adding positions at that school and Um, I was really close to kind of throwing in the towel. I was feeling defeated, having trouble finding jobs Um, as an athletic director, just getting my foot in the door. I felt like I was really struggling. So I had applied to Ivy Tech for nursing. I was going to start that again. And I had applied for the job here at Traders Point Christian. Um, And then I had gotten the call to interview for this position. And it was a middle school athletic directing position at the time. Uh, and ended up getting the job and accepting it. And that was in 2019. So um, I'm still pretty fresh at the job. So I worked in the middle school junior high athletic director role for two years. Um, And then last year took over the head athletic director role. So this is my second school year in this role over here.
0: Well, uh again, I always love to hear the stories and the paths that people follow. Uh and you know, I, I think for a lot of people starting out in the industry, they want that, you know, big time A D job. Uh and they just don't understand and appreciate, hey, you gotta mm-hmm. take, you know, some steps sometimes. Very rare to to just mm-hmm. fall into that uh, you know, full-time AD position. Um Let's go back to, uh, you know, you, your time spent at the the middle school level. Um, you know, I, I spent, I started out at a middle school and, and my last couple of uh, gigs as a private school AD, we were a combined school. So I know how important that middle school experience is. What are some things that stick out for you from that middle school experience?
1: Yeah, so I I honestly think, um, you know, talking about jumping into a head AD role after not having any experience. I'm so thankful I did have those years in the middle school role because I had someone that I was able to work with to kind of see what they were going through, um, see how they handled situations, adversity. And I was able to handle them, but at a much lower level, um, you know, similar to rec league. So, yeah, there may have been some coaches or parent um, complaints or concerns or meetings that had to be had, but none of it was at the level of high school um, sports. So it just kind of gave me like a a nice ease into administration in athletics. Um and during that time I also was teaching PE. So I really enjoyed it because my first year here, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know the kids. And I was able to really start a relationship with those kids um, as their teacher. I saw them every day. And then I got to see them in sports and kind of like the first class I taught is now they're now seniors. So it's kind of going through that um just getting to watch them grow. So it was just a really great um, entry level really for me position to get to where i'm at today
0: yeah and that you bring up another great point uh i i think it's so valuable i mean being an ad is busy time i mean you're you're all day that's what ad stands for but being able to you know teach a class or two or even coach a sport it Mm -hmm. provides you with that direct connection with the students where sometimes as an ad You really have to work hard to get out to practices and get to games and build those relationships that are just so natural when you're a teacher or coach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And really, I mean, I think for a lot of administrators and athletic directors, they're probably one of their favorite things is the relationship with the students. So to me, the teaching components or going to practices or just getting to talk with the kids was like the breath of fresh air. It was just, you know, I'm not sitting back behind my computer for eight hours. I get to go talk with these kids and just, It was nice. It was like a break time for me to be able to spend that time with the kids.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. For listeners, we're visiting today with Kayla Wyatt. She's the athletic director at Traders Point Christian School in Whitestown, Indiana. We're going to take our first break, but we'll be back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Go to hometownticketing.com. And they will show you how to set up and sell your tickets online, not just for athletic events, but for things like school dances, your concerts, plays, even graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com. They will show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometown hometownticketing.com right now and see all the things that they can do for you. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thank you to Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile has an entire suite of platforms designed to help athletic directors and coaches do their job better. Snap Connect is their fundraising platform, excuse me, is their family engagement platform. Snap Store allows you to order custom spirit gear. Snap Manage will help you design an entire uh, website for your athletic department and SnapRaise, SnapRaise is their fundraising platform. We've used it at our school with great success, and they've helped schools just like yours raise over seven hundred million dollars. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. Does anyone else offer that? I don't think so. Go to SnapRaise.com to check out their entire suite. That's SnapRaise com welcome back everyone we're visiting today with Kayla Wyatt from Traders Point Christian School in Indiana um, we always like to let our guests have a chance to share the mentors that they've had over their life um, none of us get to where we're at on our own and the expression that I always use is I still hear the voices of my mentors in my head uh, so do you have any voices that you still hear
1: yeah, so um, and I've not been doing this super long, so I still uh, get to work alongside a lot of my mentors and um, and then communication quite frequently with my previous mentors and bosses. So, um, you know, one of them is our current principal here at the school, Shelley Hartford. Um, she kind of took me under her wing last year when she started here. And when I started into this position, um, she's been a in a principal role for um Roncalli Catholic schools. Um, She was actually a principal in a school in Florida, um, a private Christian school. I can't remember the name of it. So she's just been doing it for a long time, worked alongside a lot of really great athletic directors and has kind of just helped me to, you know, organize myself a little bit better as a leader and um, just kind of plan out and be as successful as we can in the school. So she's been a great help. Um, She and I see each other daily, but also have a meeting once a month, just to kind of go over um, leadership development and what that looks like for myself and for our athletic programs here. Um, My previous boss, Paul Leif, he actually um, is working at Purdue as one of their um, directors for student athlete development. So it's a unique story with him. I did my internship at his previous school where he was in Lafayette, And I interned with them for a few months, got to know him then. And then when the position for head AD opened up here at Traders Point, he applied and he had taken that um, position two years ago before he went off to Purdue. So we kind of had a relationship going. So um, it's just, it's really nice to have someone who's been in this role Um, and just in the role of athletics, you know, it's nice to have a phone call conversation of like, Hey, this is going on. Like, A, do you think it's like, I'm handling it right? Or what would you do? And just kind of going through that. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is still being pretty young in this role, is I'm still kind of molding myself as a leader and um, figuring out what works and what doesn't work. So um, I am making a lot of mistakes and just trying to own up on those and be better and not make those same mistakes. But having those mentors that I can go to and say, hey, I really messed up what like what's next? What, what can I do to be better the next time around? And just, um, they've been crucial to my personal development as a leader and athletic director. Uh,
0: again, you bring up two great points. Uh, and, and one is, you know, mentors are not just those people from long ago that, you know, you've lost touch with. Uh, they can be people that you're working with right now. And and the other thing, um, if you call up an athletic director, any athletic director, and you say, Hey, how's it going? And they say, oh, it's going great. No problems. You know, they're lying. Okay. Because there's always something <laughs> going on. And uh, again, adding to your network, you know, building that group of, you know, whether it's, you know, colleagues, acquaintances, uh, cohorts, or mentors, uh, very important to do great stuff. Um, we also uh, like to talk about uh, the journey that we're all on with uh, our state association and with the NIAAA. Now, you know, you mentioned that you're you're new at Trader's Point, uh, but at the same time, you've got some athletic uh, administration experience under your belt. Where are you at now with your NIAAA journey?
1: Yeah, so um, just finished up one of the courses this past week in LTC. Um, so I think I have three more to go on the CAA, the Certified Medical athletic administrators um, certification, and I think I have 37 of the 65 credits right now, um, give or take. I think there's some missing information I'm finding, but um, that was kind of something during COVID. um, My boss at the time and I had just talked about, let's wait and take it all together next year and work on getting that, and then things change, positions change, and drinking out of a fire hose kind of uh, put that on the back burner for me for a little bit, and we've I finally feel like um, I've got a really great assistant athletic director here at the school who's taken on a lot of responsibility um, to open it up for me to kind of work on my professional development and obtain those certifications.
0: Yeah, again, love to hear that you're on that path. And you know, for our listeners, um, if you uh, have not started taking those courses, they're available, every single one of the required CA courses is available online through a webinar or through one of the NIAAA um, approved providers. So, you know, don't say, well, I, I just can't get to the state conference or I can't get to the nationals, which is going to be in Florida this year. We expect to see you down in Florida, Kayla. Oh, yeah. um, and, um, you know, for the points that you mentioned, um, there are many ways to legitimately uh, get credit for points and so listeners as well as Kayla, um, if you have questions you know shoot me an email, shoot anybody on the NIAAA certification committee an email be happy to walk you through there and, and maybe help you find some hidden points so uh, you know great to hear that stuff. Um, For our listeners, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, I know that's a shock for our regular listeners, but uh, we appreciate our sponsor support. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank our good friends at Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video displays. You heard me say before that we've got a Sideline indoor score table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. Uh, We use it for home games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and the customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. They not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school and they gave our teams, our coaches and our athletes the tools to help them play at the highest level. It's a professional-grade solution to some of the challenges that we face as athletic directors. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and turn your school into a Huddle school. That's Huddle.com.
1: So funny story, Jake, we just got that uh, sideline table this year and we added the huddle focus camera to our gym. So we had two huge upgrades um, and we've gotten compliments from our families, our coaches. Um, It just, it livens up our gym a little bit. We have a smaller gym, so it's just kind of a nice added touch to make it feel like it's a big high school gym and getting to see the kids' names up on the board and advertising that way. has been awesome. And our coaches, uh, they love the setup of the huddle focus to just be able to pre-record everything and not have to find a parent to move the camera and film it for them. So those are two big upgrades we did this year and loved it.
0: Oh well, thanks so much for sharing that. You know, uh, obviously our sponsors will love it, but uh, um, I, I would tell those I can tell those same stories. You know, our, our coaches just love huddle and all the things it provides. And and one of the neat things that we ended up using our sideline board for. Um, is uh during signing ceremonies. You know, we just program a slideshow in there with photos of the kids uh in action, uh their new college that they're going to. And the, the parents just love it and it's, it's so easy to program. So uh put that one in your toolbox. Yeah, I have to <laughs> use
1: that. That's great.
0: Hey uh let's go and jump into our next segment. Uh one of the things we try to do with this podcast is the idea of sharing best practices. And so uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What are some things that you do at Traders Point Christian that you're particularly proud of that you can share with our listeners as a best practice?
1: Yeah. So I think being at a private Christian school and just a private school for that matter, um, you know, our families are our customers essentially. And um, so they have uh, a lot of um, buy-in on the school and, you know, they're, they have a lot at stake with their kids being there. So one thing that our coaches and we um, in the athletic department in the school just are really intentional on our relationships with the kids. Um, So that's something that's really big for the coaches. A lot of them will have um, like, we'll do Bible studies with the group. So they each pick out um, whatever study they're going to do for the year. And on top of their practices, they're having additional um, team outings and just really good on hitting on the relational side of that. Um, you know, that's kind of like our top tier thing for us being a smaller school. It's really important that we have retention in our school and can retain our athletes. And, um, a lot of the kids, you know, talk about their just wanting to play for the coach and wanting to be there and just, um, getting to see them in the hallway, interact with their coaches and come through here. So I'd say student relations is number one. Um, and it's been done long before I was here, but just to continue that with them has been great. Um, And then another thing we're just really working on striving for this year and in the previous years is um, just preparing our coaches I think it's a it's a different world of coaching it's not the um, traditional 80s 90s early 2000s era of coaching where you know yelling and screaming was allowed and um, we just it's different yeah and it's not a bad thing I mean. We're learning a lot of things, but just learning on how to navigate that. So, setting our coaches up for more professional development. Um, we've brought in a couple mental coaches um, to talk with our student athletes and our coaches about how to work with a kid that maybe struggles with anxiety or how to um, just fight through some of the things that kids are going through post COVID, even um, just mental challenges and mental blocks. So just bringing in those resources has really seemed to help our student athletes um, and our coaches know how to coach them better and how to um, communicate with them and work with them.
0: Yeah, and you, you touch, uh, I lost you there for a second, but we're back now. Um, you touch on one of the favorite things, uh, I think, for all ADs is that professional development for their coaching staff. You know, we we end up, you know, we we, we schedule, we're working with buses, we're talking with parents, and we're doing all the things that an AD does. But I think the really fun things that we enjoy the most is being able to work with our coaches and help them get better. Uh, So, you know, great for you for being able to bring in, uh, you know, people to do that. Um, Sounds like you are really ahead of the curve. You know, you keep talking about how new you are to the job, but uh, you're doing some great stuff. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit more, what's the best way they can get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, um, they can reach out to me by email. That's probably the best way. It's kwyatt, W-I-A-T-T, at tpcs.org.
0: Okay, and we'll give that information out again at the end of the podcast. So once again, for listeners, our guest is Kayla Wyatt. She's the athletic director at Traders Point Christian School, and that's in Whitestown, Indiana. We're going to take another quick break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to Gipper for their support. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom-branded content for your school's social media channel. We want to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all the teams, for all the events, or your school's Hall of Fame, go to Vital Signs Wall of Fame and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. They've got a a ton of options and a lot of different templates that can be custom fitted to your school. Vital Signs Wall of Fame is going to help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Kayla Wyatt from Traders Point Christian School in Indiana. Kayla, one of our newer topic, talking points that we actually uh, stole from Jen Brooks's uh, global community of women um, asks, and I'm going to ask you now. You know, in your time as a leader, as a AD, what are some things that you have learned from the student athletes, or maybe learned from your coaches? Anything come to mind?
1: Yeah, I think, um, and I'll probably talk about this towards the end as well. But just being able to listen to the student athletes um, and just a lot, having kind of the open door policy and, um, you know, I kind of think as going back when I was in school, I really didn't have a great relationship with my ADs. And it was just that I didn't talk to them. I didn't know who they were. Um, and so that was just wild to me. And so my, my kind of policy here is it's an open door policy. Um, so just being able that the kids know that it's a safe place for them to come and talk and share and just hang out if they need to. Um, but also in talking with coaches our coaches do a really good job at um, you know they're they can be the kids can talk to them and they feel comfortable having those conversations with a lot of our coaches Um, so our coaches have just kind of set the groundwork on like come talk to me if there's an issue if you have a concern Um, please like don't be afraid of me or don't be afraid that you're going to be um, punished if you will by running like just They're they're approachable. And that's kind of coming into athletics. What I always wanted to be was approachable to my student athletes and to my coaches. Um I don't I don't know everything. I will never claim to know everything. Um, so just going in with kind of that mindset that if I can learn something new from my coaches, I will and I'll take that. Um, but also if I can be an ear for those coaches or those student athletes and help them in their growth and um whatever they're working on, being at a small school, we really have to um, be intentional with our relationships with kids as I had mentioned before. And so it's going to be a lot easier to try and get that student who might just be a one sport participant to try a couple of other sports um, just because we need them on the team if they know who their coaches are and if they have a good relationship with the ADs. Um, so it's my favorite part of the job, but also the part that I try to be most intentional on is um, just those kids. I mean, they they teach you a lot. I I learn a lot from the students and the coaches.
0: Yeah. um, Again, another great point, Kayla, a hundred years ago, when I was first starting my career, um, I remember one of my early ADs uh, as a young teacher coach, you know, he would say the kids don't have to like you, but it helps. And I think back then that was probably a little bit true, but uh, the longer I coached and as I became an AD uh, I, I think it's, Again, they don't have to like you as a friend, but certainly there has to be that relationship. And, and you talked about it. You know, even when you, uh, uh, you were an athlete, there just wasn't that relationship there. And I, I just think it's so critical. Um, that's one of the reasons we hear it so frequently in the as a toolbox suggestion. Okay. Um, once again, for our listeners, our guest is Kayla Wyatt, and she's the athletic director at Traders Point Christian. We're going to take another quick break, but we'll be back. So please stay with us. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in forms and registration, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like um, mobile apps. Uh, They can provide reminders for your parents about policies, about physical deadlines, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for an athletic director, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes, somebody who gets it. To take those next steps, go to FinalForms.com slash Jake. That's FinalForms.com slash Jake and get started with Final Forms. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Kayla Wyatt from Traders Point Christian. Kayla, you and I were talking during the break, and uh, you brought up a, a, a very interesting topic. So uh, why don't you share that with our listeners?
1: Yeah. So um, spending a couple of years working in a public school for athletics um, and interning in public school athletic departments and then jumping over to a private Christian school um, was a little bit of a, sh- a culture shock. Um, just overall and i think a lot of it was for the better um being in a faith-based environment in my opinion has been um it's been great for my own spiritual growth but also to be able to walk this walk with several other coaches and students um it's just know keeps you the word accountable always comes up you've got people that are same end goal as you do so that's been wonderful some of the bigger um differences that i've really noticed though and um, i think it's because it is a private institution Is we just have our parents are super involved and it's a great thing but um you know they they want to make sure that we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do to help these kids and to make our school the best that it can be so Um, Just the parent interaction was a almost 360 from working in public schools to private schools and that when I was in a public school I think I maybe talked to five to 10 parents one on one and I think I probably talked to that five to 10 parents a day, um, just regular communication so just the communication aspect of it has changed and being in a smaller school that's, um, you know, the, the microscope's on you a little more, but it's been really great. you know, anytime you have any faith-based tag on you, Christian school, Catholic school, you're under a microscope wherever you go. Um, And it's a great thing. We put ourselves in that position. We want to be held to a higher standard. So, um, the I have gotten several phone calls about, you know, if it's bad sportsmanship at a game, or if someone's acting out, or a coach isn't representing um, the school, or uh, themselves, or Christ, well, I usually get a quick phone call about, you know, you guys have the word Christian in your name, like, you, you need to own up to that. And so, we we hold ourselves to that higher standard, and our coaches, and our student-athletes, and our parents know that having the word Christian in front of school means something um, and that they are held to higher standards. And it's been great. Um, the conversations with our families has been wonderful. Just being in a faith-based environment and getting to have those um, extra connections with the families has been awesome. And um, they they have challenging questions and it just kind of brings a new awareness that I hadn't experienced before being in a public school setting. Um, so it's, Definitely different, but very, uh, very enjoyable. And it's a positive experience just to be able to be somewhere that um, you you get to share the the gospel with those around you. And um, our kids are great. I can't say enough about our kids. They um, will go find kids after games from the other team and offer to pray over them and just have those conversations with them and just um, try to build that relationship with people that uh, may not know who uh, the Lord is. So it's just really cool to see them grow in their faith too, and listening to them pray before a game. And it's just, it's amazing. It gives me goosebumps every time I talk about it.
0: Again, um, for someone who has not had the opportunity and the privilege to to work in, you know, a faith-based school, it can be so rewarding. You know, certainly some of my best memories as a coach and as an AD, uh, you know, our, our kids all graduated from a uh, a faith-based Christian school, where my wife and I both worked. Uh, so again, really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, you know such an important part of of your experience. and uh, the point you brought up about, you know, if it you have Christian school in your name, um, you know it, it's, you know that that target. It, it's a bull'seye for people to uh, you know, throw stones at you. So it's great that you're holding you know, the, yourself to that higher standard, you know, very cool. Appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, of course. Well, Kayla, this has been so cool, you know, spending some time with you getting to know you a little bit, but uh, we're not done yet. Uh, We always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. And, you know, you mentioned that you're new to your position here at Traders Point Christian, but I don't think you're brand new to the world (laughs) of athletics. So, uh, We're going to take a quick break and hear from Athletic Surveys, who sponsor our Toolbox segment, and when we come back, we're going to find out what Kayla Wyatt is going to put into her new Athletic Director Toolbox. We'll be right back. We want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors typically only hear from that 2%, that disgruntled student-athlete or that squeaky wheel parent, and we need to hear from that 2%, but you also need to hear from the 98% that really love and support your program, and athletic surveys can provide you with that data, and it's a tremendously valuable tool when you're meeting with that squeaky wheel parent or your principal or your school board uh, to show that Hey, our parents really do support our program. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your student athletes or your parents, you're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting with Kayla Wyatt, the athletic director at Traders Point Christian in Whitestown, Indiana. Uh, She certainly knows her way around the world of athletics. But right now, I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. And I'm only going to let her put three things in that toolbox. So, Kayla, what three items are going to go into your athletic director toolbox?
1: So the first thing I'm going to put in there is uh, it's more of a, a thought process or um, organizational way of thinking. That's what most of the tools are going to be today. Is just listen first. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And once again i'm still using these tools so i've i've not mastered them i've not perfected them um but it's just i think in this position it's always it seems like you know as leaders we're expected to have answers right away and that we have to have an answer for everything and if you don't know the answer that's you're allowed to not know the answer and you're you can figure it out and take time but always just listen first listen to the coaches um that what they come to you for listen to the athletes listen to your admin and then make those decisions. Um, that's that's the biggest one. And it's it's challenging to not just want to act immediately. I think in our position, our thought is we, we're just go, 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 um, but not everything is immediate in an emergency that needs to be um, answered right away. I think my second one um, in this position would be to delegate and ask for help when you need it. Um, there are so many hats that we wear as athletic administrators. So if there's something um, that you know someone can do, that you don't have to be doing it, delegate that to them, let them help you. They There are parent volunteers, there are staff members, there are coaches that want to help. And it's really, really hard when athletics is your ch- is your baby to give that up. Um, but if you know that someone else can do a role and that you can focus on something else, let them do it. Once again, I'm still learning that. So not, not preaching, I'm preaching to the choir here. Um, and I think the last one that I've really learned um, and is super very helpful and crucial is just communication is key. Communicating um, even if you don't know something, communicate that you are still trying to figure that out. I think when you don't communicate, the common theme is people fill in the blanks, right? So if there if there's not communication, they're going to assume or make assumptions, and that may not be true. So just communicate as much as you can to your coaches, um, to your parents, to your Constituents to your administrators, whatever you can do, that's a a number one thing, and um, it's it's difficult when there are so many avenues of communication that need done.
0: Again, I I love them all. Um, I've always said you know listening, probably one of the most valuable tools, and the one that I failed to use soon enough uh in in my career so uh again you're getting an earlier start than me so uh you're doing okay and again the delegation it's it's so hard to let go but you know once you do it not only helps you out and it helps those other people Mm -hmm. you know whether it's an assistant ad or a coach that you know might go into administration uh, it helps them grow Uh, so again great stuff Kayla, again, uh, great fun uh, listening to you. She yeah, had some great, great advice for our listeners. If one of them wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit more, what's the best way they can get hold of you?
1: Yeah, reach out to me um, via email is probably the best way. My email is Wyatt. that's K-W-I-A-T-T at tpcs.org. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn under Kayla Wyatt. Um, that spelling's kind of unique. So there aren't a lot of Wyatts that way. So pretty easy to find.
0: Kayla Wyatt, uh, Trader's Point Christian, thanks so much for being on the podcast today and all the best moving forward.
1: Thanks, Jake. Appreciate you having me.
0: For listeners, uh, we do this just about every day with new content and we upload the videos to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you tuning in. Come back next time for more best practices on the Educational AD Podcast.